Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Dusick, and with me we have four Ritzy and Red Hot Roll players. Ain't none of them a rube. First of all, let's introduce who is here. I'll go. Uh, I'm Richard. I'm playing cricket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was that like was a, some, a small pause. That was some particularly cricket energy right there. I'm Craig, and I'm playing Salem. I'm Toby, and I'm playing Wanlin. I'm Emily, and I'm playing Lizette. Perfect. And notice, noticeably absent, uh, Aiden is no longer playing with us um, due to some personal reasons that we won't go into. There's no ill will between us, uh, and we are continuing on with the podcast. So, last we left off, our five intrepid heroes had rescued Winnie from the machinations of Millie Plum. And as they had trapped Millie Plum in a bottle, there was an eruption of gunfire from the streets out in front of the tea house. Running out there, they discovered a, well, frankly, a gunfight in the street. Uh, Lonlin and Salem were the first out the door. And Lonlin, seeing the guns being trained towards herself, jumped behind well, probably Paddy's wagon. Uh, not a Paddy wagon, but a Paddy wagon. Um, anyway, uh, intentionally scratching it as she fell to the ground to get cover. Some pretty amazing battles ensued. You had a, well, a fantastic leap and a superhero pose from Cricket from the roof into the fray. A car was shrunk. Two powerful shatters were sent forth by Lisette, resulting in some of the only damage that many of our party members took. But you were all able to subdue this massive force of grub tongues and most notably Maggie herself. Millie and Maggie promised that they had never intended to hurt anybody, or rather at least Millie did, Maggie was less forthright about a promise of such. You interrogated them, and then you brought them in to holding at MacGuffins so that they could be then processed with the actual officials. You were healed of your wounds and called up to Aloysius's office at 3.30 in the morning that same night. As Lonlin and Shardlow arrived first, there was a very frank and earnest conversation about what had happened in the speakeasy and just how things had gone in general. And then your compatriots joined you. The elevator came up and the doors into Lolly Bunsen's office opened and the doors into Aloysius G. McGuffin's office opened. And there was a figure behind a desk who said, friends, please. Come on in. And that is where we pick up today's story. Uh, hello? Uh, who is that? Is, is that, is that like the MacGuffin or, uh... Uh, make a perception check for me. Anybody can who wants to. Uh, 16? 16, okay. So, you're not 
absolutely positive it is a darkened office and there's not really any light the only light you're seeing actually is coming in from outside these big windows that face towards the cliffs and you're just seeing like the neon reflection light of the city below um and you're seeing a silhouette of someone behind a desk but the silhouette looks like the right size and shape and probably most notably with a 16 you see some of the light gleaming off of a like brass chair in which this figure is sitting and in all of the photos you've seen or the paintings and such of Aloysius MacGuffin that you've seen he is depicted either freestanding or seated in a brass and uh, leather wheelchair oh this this might be it guys I'm gonna look for a light switch. I'm like, this, this can't be good for your eyes. And I'm just gonna, yeah, and you gotta try and find a light switch. <laughs> <laughs> Make an investigation check for me. Sure. <laughs> that's a one, and I have a minus one, so that's a zero. <laughs> hey, Lonely, like, get off me! Get off me, Lonely! I'm not a light switch! Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. London, that's not the sort of thing you're supposed to flick. If you're looking for a source of light, I can probably help with that. No, 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 Lizette, your your help was quite enough last time. Um, I'll take care of it. She's like mid about to like cast Firebolt. Firebolt. Salem is probably perceptive enough to see the flame flickering when they they cast... uh... Oh, you know what? Are you casting Firebolt? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, damn. Control Flames is a non-magical flame. Okay, I'll just cast Dancing Lights instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'll put a Dancing and... Light above everybody's uh, everybody's shoulder. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so with a with the Dancing Lights on your shoulders, as you step forward, uh, they're casting enough light that you begin to see some of the features of this figure, and you see a black-skinned, pure white hair cut close to the head. Uh, Fairly slender with a long face, but a very like wry grin on his face. And what you see is someone who looks exactly like all of the paintings and photos and such that you have seen of Aloysius MacGuffin. He is wearing a well, in the paintings, he's usually wearing a very well-cut suit of neutral gray with a fedora at a jaunty angle. Um, but in person, his clothing is a lot more eccentric. Um, he's wearing, like, not a smoking jacket quite, but it's very similar. And it seems to be, like, almost like oil on water. Like, there seems to be colors that are just shifting as light is hitting it. Um, but most notably of his clothing you see he's got a bow tie that has just like it looks like it's dragon wings instead of bows and you see that the dragon wings are actually flapping and occasionally there's just like a little puff of smoke coming up from his bow tie Uh, and he says well he smiles as the lights appear and says oh please come on in I'm not gonna bite this little thing might, and like points at his bow tie, and then just cocks a little grin at you. Why would your 
you know what? Never mind. That's not the strangest thing that's happened today. Um, and as you step in, you notice that there are four chairs arranged in front of his desk, and you see that Aloysius McGuffin is indeed sitting in a wheelchair behind his desk. And you notice that there's no, there's not like a space or like another chair or something that's been moved out of the way. It seems like this has all been built for his wheelchair. Luzat's gonna gonna scramble over one of the chairs, just over the back, kind of perching again. Oh, and then we'll walk around and sit like a normal person in a chair. (laughs) (laughs) I think as you scramble over, uh, he smiles widely, and he just says, Frank must hate you. Salem can't sit normally, and uh, we'll, we'll wind up sitting draped loosely over the chair. (laughs) (laughs) That is phenomenal. Um, And Cricket, do you do anything or do you just sit? I mean, I'll probably sit, but I'll probably have like my chest puffed out trying to make myself seem like more heroic and strong than I probably am. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, uh, uh, Mr. McGuffin, um, what do you want with all of us? Please, call me Al. Okay, Al. Yeah, well, I wanted to thank you for a job very well done. It, uh, I mean, reports are still coming in, and God, I hate to say this, you have to file your own paperwork. Oh. But from what I hear, this has been a very successful couple of hours. And uh, I just wanted to thank you all very much. Oh, well, thank you. That coming from you, that means a lot. Um, there was a lot of stuff uh, going on. I, I, I have a scar here now. I, I think somewhere, maybe under the suit somewhere. Uh, a scar. <sighs> Scars are good. They, uh, they remind you of. What life has been, what what's happened, and he gets a little wistful, and uh, he, you see him just kind of like touch a like his like upper left, kind of above where his heart would be, on his chest, and he just kind of like looks wistfully for a moment, and then smack like snaps back into focus, and yeah, scars are scars are good. Congratulations. Did you? Not to be crass or anything, but is there a reason we're meeting with you instead of Miss Bunsen? Well, there are a couple of reasons. First of all, I did promise you all a handshake. And at that, he brings his wheelchair around and starts wheeling it towards you. Um, And it looks, for all intents and purposes, just like a regular, like, like, manual wheelchair. Nothing magical about it. And uh, he comes around to the side and I think he comes over to Salem first uh, and says, I, uh, I hear you're quick on your feet and even quicker in combat. And uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing to hear about you rushing in amongst all those bullets and, I think, I think Rascal would have been proud of you. 
Well, I mean, we could ask. She's still around, but. <laughs> Salem uh, offers a small little smirk in response and uh, their hand to shake demurely. Perfect. Yeah. And Aloysius gives you a firm handshake for all of his like advanced years. He is still like strong of grip. It seems like whatever is causing him to be in the wheelchair isn't like hasn't affected his upper body at all. Salem would like to while while he's doing this just just look down into his eyes for a second and see if they can figure out what he's thinking. Of course, uh, make an insight check. Unless you're using some sort of other ability nope, like no, mind reading. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, twenty three. Oh, twenty three. Okay. Um, with the 23, you get the sense that Aloysius MacGuffin is very much earnestly, uh, thanking you guys and congratulating you on a job well done, but you get the sense that he's also not saying everything just yet. You definitely get the sense that he is, I think with the 23, you kind of pick up on the fact that he is reminiscing a little bit about the first few adventures he had with the faded five and kind of like seeing a little bit of his youth in the four of you, in the five of you. Salem will uh, place their other hand over top, squeeze his for a second, give him a little wink and then uh, let go. Uh, he looks at you and you see like a wink of re- kind of like reciprocal re- wink. As he just winks back yeah, at you. Just, just winking back yeah, at each other. Multiple exactly. times, back and forth. <laughs> alternating eyes. And, you know, yes. Yeah. So, it so, becomes, sidebar. It becomes like a little can? bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a competition. And he's like trying to like make it like more elaborate, but also subtler. And just like wink, 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 wink. Uh, left eye, right eye, right, 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 left. S- Salem, Salem, minor illusions, some sparkles coming off of their eyebrows as they wink for the last time. <laughs> uh, as you do that, he just laughs uproariously and claps his hands and says, Oh, well done. Oh, you are fun. I like you very much. <laughs> and he wheels his wheelchair over to Cricket uh, and says, I, uh, I was also impressed to hear that you just kind of no hesitation, just rushed right in. And uh, yeah, it sounds like without you there, there could have been a lot more casualties. And uh, I think you did really well. Oh, thank you. Uh, And then he reaches out for your hand. uh, And as you shake it, he turns your hand over and says, and your hands apparently are magic on a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, they are actually. I uh, I got put into piano lessons when I was younger, uh, and you know it, it kind of stuck. I, I that was one of the things I enjoyed. Huh, well, I'm I'm glad. Maybe uh, maybe one day we can play together. Oh uh, yeah, I think that would be an absolute blast. Maybe at like a staff party or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, Wintertide Party will come up, you know, in a couple of months. It's when I make my my rounds, my normal appearance. So maybe we can plan a little ditty for the, for the company for that. You know, I'll, I'll get practicing right back on it again there, boss. <laughs> All right. And please, again, call me Al. Uh, and he wheels himself over to... Lizette, 
and looks quite amused by the like way you've sat over the chair. Well, that's kind of like you know when you approach a cat and yeah. it does not like you. <laughs> and it's not like it's doing anything, but it's very clear that it is not into the vibes that you're giving off. Lizette's kind of like that kind of hunching a little bit as he approaches. <laughs> uh, as you do that, he looks at you. Uh, uh, Salem and- will go, Salem's going to minor illusion, just a little meow. <laughs> and he looks back towards Salem and he like staring straight ahead, making no <laughs> eye contact none whatsoever. He's like, huh, I didn't realize I had a cat in here. Well, that's, that's always fun. Um, and looks back towards Lizette and, uh, says, Miss Lizette, I, uh, well, interesting job out there. My, my young employee, it, uh, it seems like you're not just the archivist you were when we first hired you. No, I've I've gone through some personal changes, you could say. Yeah, I mean, we could say that for sure. And I know Miss Bunsen apologized on behalf of the company, but I personally wanted to, in addition to thanking you for the wonderful work of the last night, I wanted to apologize and offer my condolences that something troubling happened to you and that we as a company weren't able to help and just offers his hand solemnly. She kind of takes a second and there's like a little bit of, of softening, just a little bit. He seems completely content with just that little bit of softening uh, wheels over, shakes Charlo's hands, congratulates him, and then comes over to Lonlin. Miss Lonlin, I'm, I'm sorry that you've been with the company for so long and we've never actually met before. My name is Al. She's like not quite looking Al in the eyes, but she, she's very anxious right now, and uh, she'll extend her hand and just say. Uh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It is my pleasure entirely. You've been an absolute asset to the company, and from everything I hear last night, you were uh, you were formidable. And it's not always easy being the one trying to protect people, but also exercising restraint. And I think you should be very proud of what happened last night. And they look like they're about to say something. And then he just nods at you and shakes your hand. Yeah, she she gives like a really, really, really firm handshake. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay, wow. Yeah, uh, I'm an 85-year-old man, so... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It, it, that, yeah, she'll <laughs> loosen her grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as soon as you start to like loosen your grip, he like clamps down hard on yours and just smiles Ouch. at you and then lets go and says, but I'm not dead. Uh, and uh, <laughs> wheels away back to behind his desk. She'll just kind of shake her hand. Shaky, oh, shaky. Gosh. So I have thanked you. I've commended you. 
there's another reason I brought you here. I think you've dealt with the threat to Winnie. I think that's, I think you've uncovered kind of all of the, all the aspects of it, but I think we will have you continue the the contract for the last two days until Winnie goes out on, on tour. Uh, Then we've got another guard unit picking up, but, and they pull out a, a piece of paper from their desk and it's a blank piece of paper. Uh, you see, they just start, or he just starts like kind of doodling on it. Um, and he's just making like silly little faces and, um, kind of, you see a a few like musical bars and stuff, but then it's kind of almost like an absent-minded doodle. I, I just have to ask when you apprehended Maggie, or when you were fighting the grub tongues, did did any of you say your name or say each other's names? I introduced myself. Okay. I think we all introduced ourselves to Winnie. I'm not sure how many of us said our names to Maggie. I, I was on top of her, and I said, oh, my name's Lonlin. I, I definitely introduced myself. <laughs> well, okay. they were also uh, hearing us probably through the um, the rock, uh, and we could have been saying our names. I don't remember. Right. Oh, if she probably. was hearing us through the rock, we definitely all said each other's names at some point. We had quite a few sidebars. Those were personal. Oh, there were so many sidebars. That's quite Sidebars true. are the best, aren't they? Well, I'm I'm personally a fan of bars with alcohol in them, but I suppose sidebars <laughs> are all right as well. <laughs> oh, bars with alcohol. Those, you know, the biggest problem with speakeasies these days, they're always downstairs. There's like, none of them have an elevator. It's like, do you know how hard and inaccessible speakeasies are? This one did. Have an elevator? Yes. It, it was in a bathroom, though. I don't know if it was an accessible bathroom. That's true. Was it? Wasn't it in a stall? I believe it was in a stall. It was mm. a little bit hazy. I did have an entire bottle of wine, and also there were yep. threats to our lives. Right. Yes. Yes. I remember that now. Uh, I suppose we could take the door off the bathroom stall, and then that would hmm, something to think about. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe uh, maybe when things quiet down, I'll have to. Uh, Take a little visit to this tea house. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while. This whole prohibition shit, that's yeah, just... <sighs> you know, I miss the days when I could just go out like to a bar on the streets and just drink. I just... I just... I, it, it was just so nice. And the entire time he keeps doodling, um, but he kind of stops and he takes a breath and says, so the reason I wanted to bring you up here tonight before having you had a chance to rest, you should know that I don't think Milo Grubtongue is going to do, he's not just going to forgive and forget that y'all put his baby girl behind bars. Oh. Oh, they were close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's something. Hmm. It is. Um, 
and she's still here in McGuffin's custody, but I, when she is handed over to the officials and we will be handing her over to the officials. We're not a police force where we protect people and we help hold them until, until something better can be arranged. But when she gets over there, I think Milo's going to know what happened pretty darn quick. So what do you suggest then? Are we, are we going to go on the run or something or on the offensive? Are, are we going to fight? Oh. Are we going to take on an entire gang? I don't think we have that strength yet. Cricket, Cricket, it's okay. Just take a breath. <laughs> oh, exciting. Or, or like 12, maybe. With 12 gangs? No, no. No, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, I'm, I am not as experienced as y'all are. Um, Maybe we can work something out. Get some negotiations. Okay. Uh, cricket, cricket, look, look at like, look at it like this. It's twelve more opportunities for superhero landings. It's <laughs> a lot of superhero landings. You're not wrong. That's true. And maybe, maybe some of them will attack us in bars. I, you know, there's a lot of people that nearly got hurt last time. Yes, yes. Well, we have I to, have to use clear... all my high-level spells to protect them. Yeah, we'll have to clear out the bar next time. You did a very excellent job with those guns, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But uh, we'll have to clear out the bar next time. But maybe keep them in like a locker room nearby and you can do a show while saving their lives. Oh, that could, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a weird musical. Yes. Okay. Uh, think think on that a little bit. Uh, sure. Um, anyone got a paper bag for when I hyperventilate next? Uh, and Aloysius uh, flicks his finger and a little paper bag appears on your lap. Oh, beautiful. And I just yeah. kind of start slowly breathing into it. <laughs> All right, continue. So I don't think Milo's going to do anything overt. He's he's rough, but he's not reckless. And I think we've probably got a few days before he tries anything. Uh, he'll probably think things through, but I think you all need to lay low. Not necessarily go on the run just yet, but I, I would avoid the nightlife if I were you. You, you may want that drink, but maybe a little cup of tea. Ugh. You know, and he pulls out, like he opens a drawer and pulls out five bottles of whiskey and hands one to each of you. Oh, thank God. He says, just, yeah, just don't go out. Just, you can have one of those. Um, Lizette pops it open immediately. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's a very nice bottle of of a scotch. It is like 12 years old, uh, very nicely matured, has a nice oaky finish, a little bit peaty, but not too much. And he says, these are, uh, yeah, a little bit of a token of thanks. So just to be clear, we're supposed to finish our contract, but also lay low. Yeah. How, how are we supposed to do that with Winnie? Well, I'm hoping that Winnie is okay just having a little bit of a, a a couple of personal days before she goes out on tour. I'm hoping that you can convince her to maybe not perform her show tomorrow night, or I guess tonight, it's 3.30 in the morning. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that she just, she's okay just 
maybe staying at home. And I think as long as you don't draw attention to yourselves or put yourselves in the direct path of the grub tongues, I think you'll be, I think you'll be okay. Have you met Winnie before? (laughs) Miss Gale and I, uh, and he smiles quite broadly and says, yeah, I've met her. She's, she's a doll. And he seems really to enjoy remembering Winnie. I I think it's going to take quite a bit to convince her not to go on stage. I hear you're very good at convincing people, Miss Lonlin. She kind of looks to Cricket and uh, will say, you know, she seemed to cozy up to you last time. Maybe maybe you can talk some sense into her. Um, I, sure, I could, I, I, I could try. Um, I, you, maybe... Oh, we posh could... Lonlin. She was, <laughs> she was trying to make you jealous is all. Not... Uh, which, I mean... That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm, I know I, winning, it actually does make a lot of sense. Salem's just going to look over at uh, Lizette. Is Lizette drinking already? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. No Shots hesitation. down. Yeah. <sighs> Salem looks around for a glass and slowly... Are there any glasses, actually? There are. There are okay. There's like a little wet bar over in the okay. side. Then uh, I'll find one and see if I can't convince... Lizette to share in exchange for a promise of more from mine later. Uh, Lizette, like Salem doesn't even need to ask the second that they bring over a glass. Lizette like takes her mouth off the bottle and pours. (laughs) (laughs) How much have you drank already? Uh, It's this was full, right? Like a, like a a, a few, I'd say a couple shots. Inches? Shots? Inches. (laughs) However you'd like to measure. The point is, Lonlin, I say you talk to Winnie. You clearly had some kind of connection. Even I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I I can try. Uh, I wouldn't mind Cricket being there, though, just in case. Oh, okay. Well, then, I suppose if that's the way you want to... Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, no, what are you guys talking about? Really? (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, I'll be around if you need me, but I don't think I can commit to anything right now. I'm still kind of young. <laughs> Salem, Salem just smirks very, very broadly, like a Cheshire cat grin as they take a drink over top of their uh, their whiskey glass. I just kind of like push my whiskey towards where Salem and Lizette are. Ooh, I, an extra bottle. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, while I can't necessarily guarantee your safety out in the wide world, I can pretty much safely guarantee that you've got at least three or four days before anything happens. And I can guarantee that if you stay here in the office tower, you'll be okay. We got we got rooms down below. You're welcome to, to bunk out here for the next three days. But I think once you finish your contract protecting Winnie... Come up and see me the day after. I think I, I think I might have something for you. Well, that sounds quite lovely. Thank you for the gift, Mister McGuffin. And Salem will uh, will raise the full bottle they've got in a toast, and then the glass in, in retrospect as well. <laughs> and he'll uh, kind of just reach his hand forward, and as he raises it up, a glass of whiskey forms in his hand, and he cheers as you. And says, 
thank you for representing my name so well. Uh, and Sips. Uh, so, there are two days left to protect Winnie. You are told that Winnie is uh, also staying at MacGuffin's and is under kind of the full protection of MacGuffin's. And you are able to actually have a rest in order to recover and be on your feet ready to go for later this evening. So, you all manage to have a long rest. And when you wake up, you feel stronger, a little bit hardier, and maybe you've developed a few new skills as you have all leveled up to level six. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can now attack two times with the one hand. I, I can, oh, mm, I can have an ASI and not have eight con. <laughs> or I could take a subclass in Monk. Mm. Oh, do that. I think you've committed, <laughs> to, <laughs> committed to the eight con life. <laughs> Alright, let's uh do do, do you wanna roll health real quick or <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Whatever you would like. Okay. Alright, well, I'm praying for some some of these. Okay, that's five. Alright. That's cool. boring. I'll take it though. <laughs> uh remember guys, if you roll below the average dice roll, you can just take the average. So Alright. I'm just gonna roll okay. in bot commands. Ah! <laughs> I can hear that running away from you. All right, Salem has got. <laughs> Dude, eight. No, I would have had zero. Oh. Um. Instead, I I will take the average, which is a four. So I've got three extra points. All right. All right. That Perfect. is seven for Lizette. Ooh, oh nice. Hell yeah. Sweet con Dang, that's more than twice what I got. <laughs> Whoa, Longman, well done. 11 points of hit points coming your way, yeah. I need all of it for when we'll get shatter on all of us. Damn it. All right, yeah, good point. <laughs> guys, guys, guess what? I have the best ability. I have counter charm. Oh yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> real that's real good. Nice. Uh, yeah. So just quickly, uh, Cricket, you uh, just leveled up as a bard. Correct. Cool. Uh, Salem, you leveled up as a monk. That's correct. And All I right. have chosen the way of the Cobalt Soul. Perfect. Um. Uh, Longman, I'm assuming you uh, you leveled up as a paladin. Yes, yeah. Perfect. And Lizette uh, leveled up as a warlock. Yeah. All right. Just you know, in case any of you decided to multi-class without telling me, I just wanted to know. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! I've taken an extra multi-class. <laughs> it's, it's wizard for the minimum hit points I could possibly get. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of glass cannon. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So I think um, after you wake up, you feel invigorated. You now have like extra hit points and skills and abilities that you didn't have before. And you have a bit of a staggered shift uh, watching Winnie. And I think as you approach Winnie, Lonlin, Winnie sees you approaching and Winnie's going to look at you and say, um, 
Miss Lonlin, I, uh, I feel like I, I owe you an apology. What for? When, when Millie Plum was in the dressing room and she was talking about that plan to unseat me, I asked you to hit her as hard as you could. And I realized that that is not in your character. And for that, I am sorry. Oh, well, will smile at her and just say, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, it's hard when emotions kind of take over and you're just, you're, you get angry and it's easy to just go straight to violence. But, you know, I, I appreciate the apology. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate you. So I didn't want there to be like anger or resentment between us. Uh, and I really do appreciate that you just was so, you, you protected me so well. And I really, I think my emotions did get the better of me. And you're a, you're a really good poison. Um, you're a really good poison. She'll, her cheeks will go red a little bit and she'll say, I try to be, and... I mean, we we all did a, gr- a great job, and, you know, it, it, it's nice hearing that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's nice to be alive, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, you can finally eat some more cake. Actually, have you have you been to the cafeteria? Yeah, you know, they have an absolute deficit of, like, delicious sweet goods. It is like healthy foods. There's a bunch of like travel rations and I don't know, like they had like one cake, <sighs> like one cake for the entire company. <laughs> I mean, I, I ate it, all of it, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can put some recommendations in. Oh, is, is there a recommendation box? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll need like four slips of paper. Because I've got a list of all the baked goods that they need here. <laughs> how about how about we do that? It, sorry, is it still the evening? Uh, this or is like kind of like morning? the next day around like around eleven. Oh, right. Noon. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So you've had a you've had that long rest and gotcha. um, yeah. Memory of a fruit fly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I can get you some paper. <laughs> Great. Um, now. We have uh, we have another show tonight. I'm hoping that there's no uh, no big conflict. I mean, like we got the guys, we got the uh, the the bad folks. So we I can just go. I can perform. I can go out on tour, and you can be there right beside me, and like making. Sure- As she's <laughs> rambling, Lonlin's gonna just take her hand and like lightly pat it for a moment, and just say, "Uh, you know, maybe maybe we can not do the show tonight and just." Stay in. I think that would be a lot of fun, don't you? Oh, Miss Lonlin. Oh, that's very forward. We could stay in. That would be very fun. But what about my audience? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> man, man, Salem really didn't need to give Lonlin any makeup tips or any, any beauty advice at all. 
(laughs) (laughs) I I just mean, you know, yes, we're, we were out of the woods for a moment, but there's still some fallout. And I just, for our safety and for your safety, I think it might be best to just cancel the show tonight. I think Cricket is there as well. And she'll turn to Cricket and say, Cricket, you... You understand, like an an audience is an audience. They've they've agreed. I, I can't let them down. Back me up, here. I mean, I I get where you're coming from. Uh, the whole uh, the show must go on, but uh, there, there can only be so many shows if you're well uh, <coughs> sleeping with fishes. And oh. I agree with Lonlin here. All of our lives are at stake. Uh. I I think we should live another day to sing another night. Hmm. We could put a show on at MacGuffin's. How about that? <laughs> okay. Make me a persuasion check with advantage and feel free to add in your channel divinity. <laughs> oh, what, really? I didn't pop it yet, though. <laughs> feel free. Just can, give it a, can a, I a free one. Oh, that's a net. Oh, <laughs> oh, <let's go. laughs> All right. Woo! That is amazing. So I think as you say, we could put a show on at MacGuffin's. She's like, you know, I hear corporate gigs are the way of the future. <gasps> this is a good, okay. All right. Uh, all right. We're going to, we're going to make the stage in the cafeteria. Okay. This is going to be big. Okay. Um, and she starts like listing all these things to do and starts kind of like directing you to like arrange things in certain ways. Um, and she looks towards Lizette and says, uh, M- Lizette, you're uh you're good with uh, pen and paper, right? Can you make a, a flyer? <gasps> Can you make a poster? <gasps> yes. Uh, and she like starts like kind of posing for like a glamour shot um, of her like singing uh, and saying, right, wait, uh, can you draw? You know what? Don't worry. I'm sure, I'm sure you can figure it out. And she like keeps posing and says like coming tonight to MacGuffins Incorporated, Winnie Gale. <gasps> this is going to be big. This is going to open up a whole new avenue of revenue for me. <gasps> Uh, and she seems incredibly excited and then just starts like bustling around. Uh, and as she goes, she's like, Longman, you're a genius. And then just runs away to uh, like get things going. She's staring blankly into the void at this point. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, with that, uh, yeah, she gets... Uh, she does an amazing performance uh, Cricket Salem you are both welcome to accompany her if you would like um, yeah I'll, is, I'll be back around yeah perfect um, yeah she like she's like calling out all these jazz riffs and saying now go to G go to B flat um, and uh, it's like very much like this free form improv- improvised kind of set and it goes over like incredibly well and people work late into the night so that they can stay. And yeah, you have two days of protecting Winnie. Uh, she is totally happy to stay in MacGuffins. And at the end of the second day, there's a, a car that arrives for Winnie. Um, and you see that there are six other MacGuffins employees um, including uh, Lonlin, you see Joey Fasthands uh, is uh, like riding on the boot of the car, just holding on. And 
uh, he looks over at you and says, Hey, kid. What, what are you doing? Well, you know, retirement, it's, it's just not, you know, it's not for me. Like, I was, what do you even do all day if you're, like, not training and punching people? I mean, you need I mean, honestly, to retire. Yeah, no, I, I, I did for three days. Bored <laughs> out of my mind. I should have put money on that bet. <laughs> what, you, you had a bets going on, Mies? Come on. I know who. I, I could retire. I, I just. I could, I could stop doing this anytime I want. I just don't want yeah, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, I believe you. You can retire when you're dead. It's quite simple, really. Oh, you know, I don't know who you are, but I likes you. That is. Yeah. Why would I retire before I'm dead? I'm. I'm a big. Well, I'm. All right, I'm a, I'm fast. All right, I'm freaking fast, and I'm good at what I do. You are at the peak of your physical prowess, and as such, retirement seems silly, right? Why, why retire when you've got so many people left to punch, <laughs> things left to pick up? Salem just <laughs> looking at fast hands Joey and like trying to suss out what their role is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joey like comes over to you and puts like his hands on your shoulders, and you see, even though he looks like he's prepped to go out on some sort of expedition, he's still just wearing like an undershirt tucked into uh, capri pants. Uh, not capri pants, khaki pants. My God, are they? Uh, <laughs> are they? Are they? Are they tight khakis? <laughs> They are fairly tight khakis, yeah. Mm. Um, Salem will uh, will give an appraising look towards Fast Hands and uh, a side glance towards Lundlin and raise one brow. Uh, yeah, and uh, he puts his hands on your shoulders. <laughs> and I don't think he catches that at all. He doesn't notice that at all. He looks yeah, at you and, and he says, uh, All right. I hear you are now working... With my uh, with my friend, he is. I trust you. You look like someone who can uh, who can move fast, and uh, he'll just kind of. Oh no, that's that's that one in the bright yellow blazer. <laughs> I'm probably at this point just kind of like awkwardly like wandering around. I don't know where I am or where I'm supposed to be, but I. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, where do I file paperwork? Uh... <laughs> you file paperwork. In the inbox beside your desk at the evening, it always gets picked up by our trusted stewardesses and stewards. We really need to refresh our terminology. The gendered terms are not cool. That yeah, I I, I got you. I, I gotta go. Then I think I, I missed them. Oh god, no! <laughs> I just run off. <laughs> See, look very fast. Like I said, yeah. You know what? I uh, I see what you're saying, but I like you. And he uh, pulls you in close and just says, "If Lonan comes back with one freaking scratch on her head, I'm holding you to account." And then he like steps back and says, "See, you're a good guy. You're goods. You're goods." Uh, and they and he uh, like picks up a bowler hat and puts on his head and says. 
Miss Gales, welcome to your tour. And opens the door for her and bows. Well, then we'll just look up at Salem and just say, I'm, I'm very sorry about him. <laughs> Salem's got a slightly flushed expression on their face. It's unclear as to what the cause of it is. They're just, they're staring at Fast Hands Joey and at, at Winnie in the car for a second and shake their 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 head and uh, turn and, and nod to Lanlin. Oh, that's, that's quite all right. Not a problem. Um, yeah, yeah, qu- quite all right. Uh, you aren't planning on losing any hair anytime soon, were you? She looks super worried and just kind of touches her hair and just, I hope not. Oh, uh, no. Why? Does it look like I'm balding? No, 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 It's quite, quite all right. Quite all right. Don't, don't, don't worry. A pretty little hair on your head. Where's that paper bag? Salem's going to shout for Cricket. I'm upstairs! What do you want? Toss the bag down! Oh, okay, it'll float down. You can catch it, right? Yes, yes. I want to put a dagger in there so it drops no! down. <laughs> is there a, you know what? Salem is diving for it at this point regardless. Uh, what do you want? Acrobatics deck save? God. Um, acrobatics. <laughs> Nat 20! Yay! Oh my god. 28. Oh my god. So uh Cricket like leans over this baluster, uh, puts a dagger in the bag and uh drops it, and of course the weight of the dagger point down just tears through the bag, and this dagger whoosh, flies like straight down in a straight line, and uh you just like without even looking at it, just reach out, grab it, and flick it back up. Uh, and feel free if you would like to return it towards Cricket, or you can catch it whichever you would prefer. I will expend a key point to throw it back at the windowsill that Cricket is leaning out of. Uh, with a natural twenty, you don't even need to expend a key point. It just oh, okay. like, yeah, you just catch it and I'll re- kind of like, redirect as it. Comes up towards me, I'm just gonna like <laughs> duck underneath. Go cut, and, <laughs> and it lands. Ting ding 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 ding. Right in the windowsill, kind of like inches from where Cricket's like face is currently, uh, and then about like thirty seconds later, the bag floats to the ground with a big hole in it. I look at the bag, look at Lonlin, <laughs> look look back at the bag, and hand her the bag with a hole in it, and it just, just step away. <laughs> so- take the bag and put it over her head with like the whole facing out so she can see. <laughs> oh man, that is amazing. Uh, so Winnie Gale is uh, bundled safely out on tour by the alpha guard unit. Uh, now, once again, under command of Joey fast hands, Nero. And you have a day before Aloysius said he wanted to meet with you again. What would you like to do? <sighs> probably visit my sister. Okay. Ideally, sleep the day away and visit my sister in the evening, such that I don't have to visit others at the same time. Yeah, you sleep the day away in the evening. Um, you know that your folks often work late into the evening. Um, and especially now that you've moved out and your sister is old enough to take care of herself and kind of cook her own meal. 
they very rarely are home before 10 o'clock at night. Perfect. Well, then in that case, it's straight back home. Perfect, yeah. Um, and can you please describe what your family home looks like as you approach it? Well, I mean, it's definitely not the most special and uh, brilliant and outstanding place, at least in Salem's estimation, but most people would probably consider it to be quite uh, quite upper class and ritzy. Uh, but it's upper class and ritzy in a slightly cheap way. Uh, it's <clears throat> It's got big banisters and um, enormous towering pillars but all of them look very much uh, keeping up with the Joneses sort of style you know they're, they're they're quite nice but they clearly weren't carved or made by anyone with actual talent uh, but it's it's also it, like it it seems clear that despite all of this it's a well-loved home uh, there's a you know a, a bit of a layer of dust on most things but there's uh, picture frames everywhere and plenty of happy memories all throughout the household quite quite a few plants just an absurd number of plants really honestly um mostly due to salem's younger sister perfect yeah as you approach the house you in fact see uh working in kind of the solarium that is off the back you see a um a green and white plaid smock dressed uh, young woman with a green wool jacket over top and her hair which looked like it had maybe been styled earlier this morning is in complete disarray and there are like twigs and leaves sticking all throughout her hair uh, Marcus and, I, I, I would yeah. just like the world to know that Marcus uh, doesn't know what Salem's sister uh, looks like but he, he has described the perfect identity based on the name that I've picked quite without realizing it at all because uh, <laughs> Salem's sister's name is Briar. Okay. Oh, well, nice. Specifically, her name is Rose, uh, but she hates that name and uh, has chosen the name Briar instead and Salem is 100% behind it. She always felt more like a thorn than a, a rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as you see your sister working in her like garden in the solarium how do you make yourself known salem is uh salem and briar have a a little ritual since salem did frequently visit briar uh when you know their parents were home uh without wanting to see their parents and tended to use um less horizontal methods of getting in clambering through windowsills and such uh, and so there's a, a little knock that they share and Salem will just rat-a-tat-tat along the uh, the door frame uh, and she looks up and you just see this huge smile spread across her face and she runs over to the window uh, and before she opens it she rat-a-tat-tats back right at you and then opens it almost directly in your face oh um hello Salem Salem steps back with like an inch gap between the, uh, <laughs> the door and, and their nose and just wraps Briar in an embrace. Oh, Salem, what are you doing here? Are you in trouble again? Do I, 
do I need to hide you? Uh, am I keeping a secret from mom and dad again? Because, you know, I'm always down. I'm always down to do that for you. Yes, yes, I, I know, I know. But no, no, today, it's just been a long couple of days, and I wanted to see you. Oh, well, that's... And she kind of, like, her eyebrows kind of furrow, and she's like, I don't trust it. Um, and she uh, holds up, like, a garden shear and says... Tell me the truth. Uh, and as she's like begins to try to intimidate you, you just see she can't hold like that furious expression. And she just like her lip is quivering in an attempt not to smile. Mm-hmm. Salem uh, reaches out from the hand that's been kept behind their back and proffers a, uh, a small bouquet for you, my lady. And she uh, curtsies and says, Oh, my lord, thank you very much. My favorite opportunities and geraniums. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I missed you, Briar. Did you I missed you too? Did you get the hybrids? Are are they did, so, did you manage to make them work? Yeah. So okay, you know, I was I I I tried grafting before and it just wasn't working, and I realized I needed to plant the few seeds together, and as they grew, I twisted I, I wound them together. Um, it's it's beautiful, and she like pulls you through the window and just like drags you by oh. the by the like collar of your shirt and like is booking it towards the other end of the solarium. And she points to these beautifully vibrant bushes. They're small, um, but you see beautiful green roses, and instead of leaves on the stems, you actually see mint leaves and there's this beautiful like combination of rose and mint scent in the air and she's like come on, smell smell this is this is... Oh. Salem leans in takes a, a deep sniff and smiles broadly up towards Briar you are did how did we how did we come from the same family I mean look at you 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 are the picture of a green thumb but I can't keep a cactus alive if I try. Well, see, the difference between you and I, sibling, is that I got all the brains. And she shrugs her shoulders like, what can you do? Yes, that's that's quite true. Mm. Oh, well. Salem shrugs and, and tussles her hair. <laughs> and she, as soon as you tussle her hair, she looks at you and just kind of glowers and you see the, the shears appear back in her hand and she's like, Hey, don't mess with me. She kind of pokes into your arm a little bit, not with like any intent to actually damage you or hurt you. Just like saying, you know, I hate when you touch my hair. Uh, and then again, she kind of is trying not to smile. Uh, and, as soon as it breaks, she like throws the shears down on the ground and actually like messes her own hair up uh, and then just like cocks her head at you and smiles. Salem just wants to spend as much time as possible with Briar. Just, just taking in the plants and letting Briar tell them all about all the hybrids and all the work they've done in the solarium and uh, everything that's that's been decorating the house and just... Whatever is on their mind. They don't want to talk about work, so they, they just want to listen. Perfect. Yeah, you spend a lovely evening with your sister 
talking just kind of about life and plants and just being calm and nice. And um, around 9.45, you hear the front door of the house open. Oh, that's my cue. Yeah. I'll be back uh, again. Yeah. Well, um, next time I, uh, anyway, I, I love you. And she just pushes you at the window. <laughs> love you too. And, uh, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for that flower. You were talking about the Fay one. Um, yes. I'm not, I'm not sure that they'll appreciate it, but, uh, Hey, this house could always use a little bit more magic. Hey, this house could always use a little bit more magic. And also, you know what? If the Fae didn't like didn't want people stealing things, they shouldn't make things so good. Right? Yes, that's all that's what I've always said. You know, yeah. I think I know where one of those flowers Oh shit. Salem uh, just <laughs> topples down out of the window and uh dives for cover uh as they, they hear some some footsteps approaching and uh try tries to avoid being seen. Perfect. I think you can easily avoid being seen and just as you're leaving you see both of your po- folks have actually arrived at the same time and uh bev and leo just seem to like almost absently but kindly and lovingly uh come into the solarium to say hi to to briar and as you run away it seems like they seem fairly content salem will will watch from a, a nearby window sill just perched on the edge of a building, I guess, nearby, offer a, a wistful little smile in that direction before departing. Nice. Uh, Cricket, what would you like to do with your kind of day before you're called back to meet Aloysius? So I'll probably have taken the tip from my sister uh, about going to, I uh, can't remember the exact location off the top of my head. That's uh, the one in Parkside. Parkside, yes, Parkside. Yes. Go to the Parkside place that has the water damage. Uh, and and just kind of break my way in there, or if I if I, I probably wouldn't have a key, um, but I have these tools, so I'll kind of pick my lock in, enter in, and probably mope for the first half of the day, just because like I'm not doing anything, things aren't really quite working, everything's too quiet, and then after a little bit, I'll get a little anxious, and I'll I'll start going for a run, and I'll just try and exercise my myself to get my mind off of uh, the the situation at hand. Okay. Yeah, I think as you go for a run, Parkside is named because it is right next to this beautiful park on the edge of the city, between, between the city and the water. And it's a beautiful place to go for a run. Um, you see a lot of people kind of in fairly, like a, a fairly wide spectrum of poverty or wealth and you see a lot of people mostly Parkside is like it's open to everyone but the people who live closest to it are not necessarily the wealthiest but they're definitely not the poorest so it's kind of fairly middle class is what you see mostly as you're running through nice place around here no uh no real what's that word when people have expectations uh, I'll, I'll just go find a tree and uh, rest under it. Perfect. As you uh, go find a tree, can you make a perception check for me? Uh, will do. Uh, only a 10. Only a 10? Um, you find a 
fantastic, like beautifully shady tree. And uh, you've got like this nice, there's a nice like hollow in the roots where it kind of is the perfect little place to rest your back and have a little nap if you would like. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, as you kind of lay down and pretty much as soon as you close your eyes, you hear, mm, Andrew? Uh, yeah? Uh, oh, uh, hello there, Chad. It's, that's been a while. Yes, um, I, I didn't realize it was your day off today. Eh, it, it kind of... It's a weird situation we're we're kind of in right now. Um, I'm surprised you even noticed me. I have like my hoodie on and all those kind of things that like all the celebrities do to hide who they are. Yeah, you're very intuitive. Yes, I, I pride myself on always being aware of my surroundings. Uh, and you look over, and Chedris is like has set up basically in the tree beside you. Um, which is probably the only reason that Chedris saw you, uh, has this like full moving, like a, a rack on wheels that has like a whole bunch of free weights and some like exercise balls and medicine balls. And you see Chedris seems to be just using the park as another gym. And Chedris says, mm, well, uh, I, I trust that your last assignment went well. Oh, it, it, it really did. Um, a few unforeseen consequences, but uh, apart from that, really well. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, the situation, at least there. Um, being with the group and all, finally, uh, huh. we're 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 still good on the work in here, right? I, I'm starting to get like a little like tense. Actually, like, uh, put myself up a little bit. We're good with that. Oh, yes, yes. If, if as long as you're not slacking today, if today is your your, your day off, your your day of respite, as it were, then of course, yes, you are free and welcome. And, and now we are both just two people in a park, and I'm not your boss here. I'm Ched, your friend. Ah, oh, well, that that's good. I, that, that's actually really nice, yeah. Um, so how is yes. your day going, though, Ched? Just kind of like scratching my head a little awkwardly, but happy. Well, uh, yes, uh, my my day is going very well. I I woke up and I well I I did my forty minutes of calisthenics before starting my day, and then I I had a a wonderful bowl of oatmeal porridge and oatmeal, very good in fiber, very very good way to start the day. Don't you agree, my friend? Oh yeah, no healthy balanced breakfast. I'd love to have some like stuff like that. Um, awesome. Well, Proud of you for it, that. Well, uh, of course, yes. If if you would ever want you, um, you could come over for breakfast. Some. I'm sorry. That's that. That was stupid. I apologize. Uh, of course, you can, you have your own breakfast, I'm sure. But just if, uh, and they just kind of stammer and then look at the weights and say, "I, I set a new record for the number of squats I did today. I was inspired by you." Oh yeah, leg day every day. <laughs> it's yes. all it's super important if you got to jump high. Uh, yes, yes. I my my vertical ascent is still lacking, but. My my, I'm getting better. I'm I'm goals every day. Of All course. the goals. Um, Chad, 
uh, this conversation's a bit awkward, but can I ask you about that situation earlier? You're not upset, are you? You know, uh, when I, I jumped you? <laughs> well, it's not every day that someone gets the better of generous digressus. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but I mean, I, I kind of was the one who uh, essentially double teamed you. Uh, did, did you ever manage to catch that guy? Ted will just kind of look at you and say, Cricket, like I said, today is, today is not a, a work day, and I'm, I'm not upset with you, and we can discuss what to do about it next time we're in the office, but things are okay. Okay, uh, I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. It's just, I feel like I, 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 I personally really need to work hard. I'm surrounded by all these crazy strong people, and then there's me. Cricket, from what I've heard, you've done nothing but impress people in your time here, Earth McGuffins. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, but uh, if everything's all right there, Chad, I, I think I'm going to go back to doing some workouts myself. Yes, of of course. Um, no, I I'm totally fine to work out solo. It's what I've. It's what I do every day. Oh, and, no, of course, yeah. I, yeah. I don't mean that in in a rude way. Uh, sorry, there, Chad. I was just oh, more gosh, meaning no. like, yeah, different no. routines, different people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, of course. Different strokes for different folks, as it were. Yeah, that, that phrase works. Yes. Well, uh, I'm going to work on my peck flies over here, and. You hear they just kind of lay down on the ground and and like after about twenty, it starts to transition much more into that like elephant noise of <laughs> as it seems like they're getting a little bit more winded and he's pushing harder. Um, and you can walk away as Chedris continues working out on his own. Yeah, I'll probably just go in, uh, do pra- practice sprints and all that kind of stuff at that point. Run off, Perfect. do some climbs. Yeah, and I think you're able to then find an actual tree that's isolated and allows you to be on your own and resting. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Lizette, what would you like to do? I think um, Lizette is actually probably going to just hang around in the library, in the archives. Um, she doesn't can't really go home, so... Probably just gonna go take notes there until we have to meet again. Aww. <laughs> um, are you trying to be like stealthy about it so that Frank doesn't see you, or you do not care? Marcus, you have to know the answer is no. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but hey, I, maybe you would surprise me. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll, I'll throw you a left curve. Um, yeah. No, I think that she's kind of got like a little area set up amongst um the shelves maybe there's like a like a bench for reading that she's sort of turned into a little bed in the meantime if or actually she probably actually just goes back to the cursed archives so she doesn't have to sleep (laughs) um i think uh during the day when you're there you see frank a few times walking past like down aisles or whatever and he always shoots you a look but then actively keeps walking and um, doesn't seem to say, he he doesn't say anything to you. And at some point 
about 12 o'clock, right before lunchtime. You're working on some notes in the actual archives of MacGuffins, not the cursed archives. And you hear just a... Um... Lisette? Um... Hi. Yes? You, uh, you hear... I... I heard that you... Um... I heard, I heard that you did very well on your assignment. And, um... You see, kind of coming around beside your desk, Yvonne, a fairly average-sized halfling with the unkempt mess of curly hair, and she is currently a little bit sweaty, uh, for, and it looks like she's got like a stack of books in her arms, and she's wearing this large, loose, kind of yellowish cardigan, um, and as you, if you look at it, you notice that it's very, very f- similar-ish to the one that you're wearing. Uh, I guess you could say that I did pretty all right, Yvonne. Um, you, you know, you don't have to, to, to slink around here. We're, we're pretty good friends at this point. You could just say hi. I, I know, I just... I, I You are like a big um, celebrity now, and people think you're even cooler than you were before and I didn't you know I wouldn't want to uh, presume (laughs) celebrity oh geez um I I wouldn't and she's definitely like a lot softer than normal um I, I, I it's not that I'm a celebrity it's a lot more that I've been put into the field for reasons beyond my comprehension it feels a lot like I, the only reason that I am being put in the field is because of my new abilities. But I'm, it's still me. It's still, still Lizette. I hope. Uh, she smiles and then you say, I hope. And you see her just get like quite confused for a moment. And then she kind of takes a deep breath uh, and puts the big pile of books down on your desk and she looks towards you and says Lisette, I I know that um, I, I know it's still you you're um, you're different but it's it's not bad and I think I think you're too hard on yourself I think you're I think you're still fantastic and um I just I miss seeing you in the archives but I'm I miss working directly with you I guess but I'm I'm just glad that that you that you're still here um and I'm I'm just so glad that you're back and you you, you may not know um exactly what happened and that's that's okay um I know it's hard not to know, but, um, and she'll just call or kind of like with a slightly trembling hand, she'll reach out a hand and touch your, your shoulder and just say, you're, you're still my friend. And I, I still, I still really care for you. Well, aren't you sweet? I, I miss working with you too. If I want, if I'm being honest, as, as invigorating as fieldwork is, I guess I just 
kind of miss being around here and not having to, uh, I guess, face the world. But I mean, I've gotten to light quite a few things on fire, which is great. <laughs> yeah, uh, fire is uh, usually something we avoid here. So I think uh, good thing that you're out in the field doing that. And she kind of smiles. Um, and she said, um, no, I, I know that you don't officially work in the archives, but uh, um, I, I was wondering if you could maybe help me with something. Sure, what is it? Well, um, and she starts talking, and as she starts talking, she kind of loses that stutter and that shyness as she gets focused on research. Well, you see, so I've been researching something about the, the different planes of existence and I, I'm really struggling to understand the difference between the, like, th- the 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 planes of chaos and limbo. And I'm looking for more writings. And uh, I know that it's like not necessarily something that you've been you've studied a whole bunch, but maybe together we could do a little bit of like work together, and we could find some. Maybe we can make a discovery. Uh, and she like pull. She looks at or she gestures to the pile of books she has and she's like so these are these are some of the the first books i was able to find um and i i've read most of them uh skimmed them but i was wondering if maybe if you look at them together maybe we can find something that i've missed um question yeah actually so does lizette know if she can find more information in the the bad archives about this than in just the regular MacGuffin's archives. Uh, I would say that with the amount of time you spent in the bad archives and the fact that you've kind of been gifted with just knowledge of a bunch of stuff that you don't actually remember researching, you definitely get the sense that you could. You do also get the sense that there might be more just in MacGuffin's, but in the archives, like the cursed archives, you could very, very much find information pertaining to the planes of existence. Okay. Um, I have a a thing. <laughs> I don't actually, <laughs> I have it written on my character sheet. I think it's a feature of being a patron of the Accursed Archives, where if mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to a question, I do know exactly where I can find the answer to any question. So Yeah, you do. Would I just be able to find every book here at least because there's no way that she's coming with me to the bad place (laughs) (laughs) um yeah you could absolutely find all like every book there are she's piled she's grabbed like seven books um but you instantly know that there are like 23 other ones scattered throughout that aren't necessarily directly related to chaos and limbo but that have minor passages um pertaining to it that are relevant and one of them is basically one of them is a, a book on plant growth that you would never look for information on the planes here. But uh, there is a book on plant growth, and there's also a few records from past adventuring expeditions that have found themselves in either of the planes. Uh, so you you're absolutely able to find those exactly. And I think with that, like you you can spend like several hours working with Yvonne and it's very cordial. It's like a lovely research project to work together and to know 
exactly what you're looking for and to just have that companionship as you work on your notes. Okay. I think that when when we have all of our notes kind of like put together and and we're, we're being cordial and it's nice um, and those that's kind of relax a little bit, she is going to like excuse herself for a moment and like is there's garbage cans in here right for sure yeah cool um she is going to uh light it on fire (laughs) all of the notes or no just the whatever papers in the garbage can okay yeah for sure um there's there are a couple um like right near you, or you can go a little bit farther away. So you're not right beside Yvonne when you do this, for sure. I'm going to go a little farther away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of paper in there, and it absolutely begins to burn. And uh, as the smoke drifts up, you see in the smoke, you see like letters appearing, and you get a glimpse of the knowledge that was stored in this that you've now destroyed. Um, It is not fully destroyed because somehow you know what was in this waste paper bin. You know the like dull inanities and people trying to copy out old tomes and making a mistake and scribbling it in there and like throwing it away. Um, But you just get this insight into this knowledge that again, you didn't study, you didn't look at this, but this knowledge just comes into your head. And I kind of like leave it burning and go back to hang out with Yvonne. <laughs> About like a minute later, you just hear Frank say, fire, fire. What, what is this? Uh, and Where uh, that came from. That's so strange. <laughs> Perfect. As uh, Frank is stamping out the fire and you are saying it's very strange. Uh, Lonlin, what are you what are you up to today? Um, she's probably gonna go home and shower and like change her clothes, and then I think I, I would imagine she'd spend most of the day with her dad. Okay, yeah, I think um, he usually works the evening, so I think you know, uh, or he like usually works the night shift, so he's usually kind of back home <laughs> around around sunrise, and I think when you arrive he welcomes you well twice in one week this now to what do i owe this wonderful pleasure my darling she would just go up to him and just give him a hug and just not say anything he gently pats you on the back and says oh it's okay dear it's okay my dear oh it's all good yeah come on give give your dad a hug it's all good i'm right here um and as uh, as he kind of hugs you and comforts you, he says, would you like tea or would you like something stronger? Actually, and she'll pull out her bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was hoping we could play some cards. And he will smile at you. My dear, I would love to take your money. Uh, and uh, ushers you into the house and uh, says, would you like it to be just the two of us, or would you like to bring in some of the guys from down at the uh, at the shop? 
Yeah, sure. Why don't Why don't we invite the guys around? Right, they can make it more interesting. All right, we'll make it more interesting. We'll, but I think we'll have them come over this this afternoon. This morning, let's let's just have a few games ourselves. And he reaches out for you, um, and as he kind of sets out a table and stuff, he just as he's going around, he just gently pats you on the shoulder or like gently pats your like your hand every time he gets kind of close and then he sets out like a couple of glasses for the scotch says it's all right early for this but i think this is going to be a good day um and then he says now do you got monty or do you want uh, something with the river what are you thinking dealer's choice dealer's cho- oh me dear i've taught you better than that and he uh starts like trying shuffling. to be nice it's your house <laughs> right you know you're right it's my house i'm an old old senile old man and i need all the advantages i can get thank you very much uh and starts dealing he says all right so the game is two card monty we're gonna play with uh four flops um and uh make it interesting uh five five clams for our opening game just you and i Sure, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and you have a lovely morning with your father uh, dealing cards, playing cards, laughing, joking, and he asks you absolutely nothing about your day he or about your last few days. He just is just there and gentle um, and uh, relays that the dog uh, ended up getting called Doggy McDogface. Um, because no! <laughs> <laughs> no. that's the problem that's with suggestion name. boxes. Like it was put up to a suggestion box and then like a public vote. And of course, doggy McDogface won. Like, of course. Uh, oh, that poor, oh, good Lord. Poor dog had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have named it. Uh, I mean, I'm you sorry. really should have, but Hey, you know, it's, I mean, McDogface is, I mean, I probably would have just called it Doggy McDogface anyway, so. And you're, then you're, he, you were the one that put the suggestion in, didn't you? And he, like, leans back. My daughter, I'm affronted that you even had to ask. <laughs> I'm not even going to incite that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, and then, like, your dad excuses himself around 10 or so in the morning, just says, Right, so we'll have a game. Feel free to hang out, but I do need to get a little bit of shut eye before tomorrow's shift. Um, oh yeah, of uh, course. Has a little bit of a nap, uh, but then around three o'clock in the afternoon, some of the others from the mechanic shop uh, come by, and they're like, "Oh, Longman's here! Welcome, all. Hey, this one. Hey, watch your cards with this one. She's gonna she's gonna clean you right out." And you manage to have a like really wonderful evening. Um, and uh, just for the sake of it, can you roll a straight-up luck check? Sure. Does my um, never-tell-the-odds uh, affect anything? Oh. Um, can you read it out to me again? I can't. I don't have it right in front of me. Odds and probability are your bread and butter. During downtime activities that involve games of chance or figuring odds on the, on the best plan, you can get a solid sense of which choice is likely the best one and which opportunities seem too good to be true at the DM's determination. Okay, absolutely, yeah. So I would say roll just a straight luck check, like uh, d20 with advantage. Uh, 
That's a 12. A 12? <laughs> well, the other two that I rolled for the other people in the party were a 5, a 9, and an 11. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wow. You absolutely clean these folks out. Um, and it's a very cordial, uh, very cordial game. They're like ribbing you. Uh, Doggy McDogface is there and is running around your feet. Um, and uh, anytime, like anytime someone pays it any attention, it like flops onto its belly <laughs> and like takes the belly rubs. And as soon as someone stops paying attention, it runs around again and starts like pulling like shoes and shoelaces. And it's a puppy. Um <laughs> And is just like an absolute terror. No, yeah, I, I'm gonna like give it as much attention as I can as I'm still kicking these guys' ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. And the evening comes around. You know that you're meant to go up to Aloysius's office for everybody. And as we move towards Aloysius's office on this evening, we're gonna take a break. The Dirty Twenties Podcast is sponsored this week by Rationit Trail Rations, the best and nutritionist rations on the market today. In fact, they're so good, there's not a single competitor. With the variety of flavors and ingredients so wide, you're sure to find the perfect ration for your entire party. Classic options like vegetarian, raw, carnivore, and gluten-friendly have been stocked in most travel outfitters for years, and now it's time to introduce the newest member of the Rationet family, the Rationet Dairy-Free Smoothie. When you're busy adventuring, you don't always have time to eat a full meal, but you still need to ingest your daily nutritional amounts. The Dairy-Free Smoothie provides enough sustenance for a human for one day. And because it is dairy-free, there's no more need to constantly cast prestidigitation to keep your rations cold. Only available from select outfitters, be sure to buy them before your next adventure. Ration it, trail rations, because no other trail ration will do. We are also supported this week by the Golden Scale Inn, located in the beautiful New Republican neighborhood of High Point. The Golden Scale Inn is the perfect place to stay while visiting the bustling capital city. Relax in our private garden, massaged gently by our team of awakened shrubs, as highly trained water elementals ensure that your bathwaters are always the perfect temperature. With world-class food prepared fresh by the renowned elven chef Hathariel Thasfathur and beds made of only the softest owlbear feathers, the Golden Scale Inn is your oasis in the middle of the city. Welcome back, everyone, from break. 
we left off, our adventures were just on their way up to meet once again with Aloysius MacGuffin. You find yourselves, the four of you this time, you find yourselves in the office, and it is towards the end of the business day, and Miss Bunsen welcomes you as you make your way up. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back. Hey there. Nice seeing you again. Miss Bunsen, a pleasure. The pleasure, of course, is ours. Salem. Cricket. Do like a mini battle. Ronlin. And Lizette. It is... A pleasure to welcome you back to the offices. Is, uh, is Mr. MacGuffin in? I believe we had an appointment. Mm, yes, indeed. And before I bring you through, may I just say that I have very, very much enjoyed reading the reports of this new adventuring party. And the way you handled yourselves. That's definitely an interesting thing we've we've always been doing. Mm. Had some fun little antics. Mm, Fun antics are amongst the best parts of any adventuring time I've always contended. Yes, indeed. Did any of you manage to try out the healing potions or were you not required to do so? I mean, I tried to give it to them, but they were, um... Oh, is that what that was? Yes, it was. I tried to hand it to you, but you were uh, unconscious. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard at the edge of my awareness what sounded like thunder raining down from the heavens. I have no idea what that might have been. It must have been cricket landing. Th- that's probably it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, I, we did. I think use one, right? Am I mistaken? I think one got utilized. So I don't. I, I was unconscious I, most of it. I so. actually don't think I gave mine to cricket. That's what that was. Yeah. Oh, right. No, 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 no. Sorry, that was my lay on hands. Yeah, that was Wait, my lay on hands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Sorry. Did you cure wounds? Me? Somebody got me up, and I thought it was with a potion, but I guess no, I might have been mistaken. I think it was all magic. I I'm think pretty you... sure, I used a lot of healing words and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I yeah. know you hit me with a healing word right at the end. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So never I mind. Think, yeah, I guess yeah. we have all of our potions. All right. And all the adrenaline of that battle, I'm, I, I, we honestly don't know, but I think we see our potions on our belts right now. Mm, so that is good to know. Well, you may require more uh, but we shall see what Mr. McGuffin has to say and uh, she'll just walk over slowly to a door um, and it seems almost like she's exaggerating the turtle aspect of like walking slowly and she reaches the door into McGuffin's office uh, opens it and knocks and says mm, Mr. McGuffin your 5.30 appointment 
is here. Come on in, come on in, everybody. The door is opened, and Aloysius uh, welcomes you to take a seat. I assume we're going to do the almost exact same uh, <laughs> style walking over to <laughs> Yeah, he seems particularly interested to see how Lisette enters the chair this time. Oh, the exact same way. <laughs> over the back. Cross-legged. So the Will Wheaton chair sit? Yeah. Yeah. Salem. Salem's in more of a lounging mood today. So rather than drape, they'll lounge artfully. Oh, very, very artfully, I'm sure. Um, you see Mr. McGuffin's uh, bow tie today is now, it seems to be made entirely of light. Um, and as you watch, it is like, it is actually emitting about a 15-foot cone of bright light in front of him. And he's got on a plaid jacket, um, like a plaid sports coat. Uh, And he seems quite content as he welcomes you to the office. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, Thank you for meeting me again. Honestly, without pleasure. So much so, actually. You're looking smashing today. That's quite the nice jacket. Well, from one with such a keen fashion sense as you, Salem, that is quite the compliment. Thank you very much. Uh, and turns to Lolly Bunsen and says, Miss Bunsen, can you please fetch the gifts? And she nods her head and closes the door and leaves. Or leaves and closes the door. She doesn't. She can't pass through. The, she's not immaterial. <laughs> <laughs> Al says, "Well, that was quite a concert the other night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, good job. You. Uh, yeah, I guess you convinced her to to play here. And man, that's what honestly, I honestly don't remember most of it. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like at some point I was <sighs> no." No, I can't pot. No. Salem's uh, whiskey bottle gift has disappeared. <laughs> no longer present. <laughs> uh, and MacGuffin just smiles and says, Of course. No. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not like me at all. Oh, I would never presume to know anything. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, Well, first to address the elephant in the room. Where's um, Chet? <laughs> uh, and he laughs uh, and says, <laughs> oh, that is an expression I cannot use anymore. I forgot about that. That is good. Uh, <laughs> no, Chet is still down below. Um, and uh, he looks at all of you, uh, focusing especially on Cricket and Salem, and says, you did file your paperwork, right? You know, I did it. I don't know where the uh, the steward person uh, was, so I dropped it off somewhere. Salem absolutely filed their paperwork. <laughs> uh, definitely filed their paperwork. Certainly, without a doubt, filed their paperwork. You filed your paperwork? <laughs> of course I filed my paperwork. Didn't you file your paperwork? I mean, I thought I did. I mean, I did do it. But yeah, I, yeah, well, I, I, mean, 
I did I did hear rumors that there was one of those uh, strange paper things flying around. I mean, perhaps one of them took it. Those are a thing. Yeah, have you not seen the interoffice notes? Oh my, that's what those are. Oh yeah, yes, yes. yes, yes. You, know, you know the thing. Longman's gonna lean into Lisa and say, "Like, did you file your paperwork? Were we supposed to do paperwork?" <laughs> yeah, yeah Longman's like super confused. Pulls cricket aside for a sidebar. down. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Salem. Salem uh, d- does not just for for a brief second considers it, starts to, <laughs> and then stops and uh, nods. Yeah, we we filed our paperwork, of course. So did we. <laughs> Lonla looks super guilty. Like, I can't lie. I didn't do it. Was that the only one who actually did the paperwork? Lonlin, how could you not? I mean, we've all done the paperwork. I didn't know. I I'm not used to failing out paperwork. <sighs> Well, tisk tisk, uh, and Hell will just kind of look at what's going on, smile, and say, "Well, from what I hear, at least some of the paperwork was filed." Um, and uh, I guess I would just say, maybe avoid Ched until all of the paperwork has been filed. Um, I swear I did it. I swear. <laughs> I just don't know where I put it. <laughs> um, but the other uh, big obvious thing, there are only four of you, not five. We've reassigned uh, Mr. Gannister to a role more befitting of his skills with smuggling. We thought that the four of you, well, to be frank, Mr. Gannister has ties to some of the crime in this city. Did he share anything with you about his past? Not really. He said he knew some of the names, but he didn't really share much about himself. Yes, Hmm. there was some vague mentions, but uh, that was about the extent of it. Okay, well... I think uh, if he didn't share it with you, it's not my place. But yeah, we just thought it would be better for him to maybe be reassigned, at least temporarily. And speaking about that, Maggie Grumptongue is out of custody. Already? Yeah. I, I figured it might happen. It happened quicker than I expected, though. Do we... Need to get it back? No, it's it was a fully legal release from custody. The Vereens are not testifying, and Maggie is claiming that she was attacked unprovoked by MacGuffins Incorporated, and she has been released until such a time as the matter is resolved fully. And I Wanted you to be aware of that. Wait, are we being charged with anything? Currently, no. Um, MacGuffins does have a strong legal defense team, and they are working to ensure that you are not charged with anything. If anything happens, the company will handle it. But Maggie, Maggie, I think, is going to be out for blood. Well, 
Hmm. That does rather put a crimp in our plans, but I imagine we'll be able to manage Maggie should she return. I mean, we've done it once. Yeah. As long as she brings another car and uh, no more thunder falls from the sky, then we should be quite fine. I make no promises. <laughs> Sorry, what? I thought there was... Wasn't, wasn't that cricket leaping down? I mean, I did leap down. I don't know. <laughs> wait, did I cause that? <laughs> I have so many Salem, questions. Salem smirks and just makes uh, makes their way over to the wet bar and, and uh, pours themselves another glass. <laughs> Do we know where Maggie is currently? Well, she was remanded into the care of her father, Milo Grubtongue. And you should know, of course, that everyone... Every official knows who the crime families are, but there are reasons that none of them are in jail. And some of those reasons are less fantastic. And some of them are just because of a strong and very expensive legal team on the ha- on behalf of each of the families. Then what do we do? If we can't use the law, are we just going to have to hide for the rest of our lives i'm i'm hoping not for the rest of your lives but i think this is a fortuitous time for our new adventuring party to travel abroad and expand their skill set outside the city are we going to the lion down under i, I, I want to see the drow <laughs> civilizations i mean potentially uh we have a different assignment for you first but you know, the land down under is, it's a beautiful place. If when you do get a chance to go, oh, you've got to go and like, make sure they throw extra shrimp on the Barbie. Oh yeah. That sounds delicious. It is. It is phenomenal. It is fantastic. And well, maybe your next assignment, but at MacGuffins, we employ quite an extensive team of diverse talents we have information that Maggie and Milo, they, they're coming for you soon. So we're going to be proactive and we're sending you away discreetly. What about our families, though? Like, are they okay? Your families should be okay. We are... Did any of you introduce who your families were? You didn't say, like, you're the son or daughter or sibling or child of a particular person. You just no. said your name, right? Yes quite positive okay then we should be good we have we've scrubbed a lot of those records uh, for just such eventualities it would be pretty inconceivable for them to figure out who your families are but to be safe we are also going to dispatch a few people just to keep an eye on your direct family that's Quite appreciated. I would be. Uh, Salem stopped pouring, uh, stopped stopped drinking. Actually, probably, um, but the the glass halfway to their mouth when the idea of family was brought up and uh, has has turned back around very seriously. Uh, nods towards Aloysius. Yeah, uh, they're they're going to be safe. You're certain? Yeah, we've got. We've got a few things in place. Good. There's there's a few people watching them directly. But we're also we're gonna 
lead the grub tongues on a bit of a chase. And he kind of smiles a little bit at this. And he says, we're sending you to Bleak Spire. But we're telling the rest of the world, or for anybody who would want to know, in all of the official reports, you're going to thrill us. So. Very well. It's not inconceivable that they might find out that you are being sent away, but nothing is on paper. Myself and Miss Bunsen are the only ones who know where you're going. What are we doing in uh, Bleak Spire? Huh. Well, an artifact was recently discovered buried under the ice. Uh, some miners were digging the rocks underneath the ice, and they uncovered something. And we don't really know very much about the item yet. But worryingly, the area within 15 miles of where it was discovered has become shrouded in an icy storm. And the most distressing part is that there are reports of creatures of ice and death uh, prowling through the snow and actually raiding villages outside the radius of the storm. Well, that's quite non-ideal. Yeah. So your task is to make your way to Bleak Spire liaise discreetly with some local officials find this item figure out what it is what it's doing and ideally remove the threat okay yeah we could do that 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 sounds like a task for us sure i guess um uh, so our families don't know where we're going no no Everything that's being written down has you going to Threllis. And are you going to tell our families that we're going to Threllis? We are going to convey that you have been sent out on assignment to a Threllis, yes. Okay. Um, my family doesn't know I'm alive. Ah. In that case, Miss Lizette. We can do whatever you would like. Thank you. I take that to mean that you would rather that they don't know anything. It would be very much preferred. Of course. Uh, And he nods his head at you and says, it's just on the books, but no one needs to tell your family. It's appreciated. Do any of you have questions? How long are we expected to be dispatched for? It's about a it's about a week's travel to Bleak Spire, weeks travel back, maybe five to six days there, we're hoping, so three weeks. Very well. Not a problem. I know it's not my place to ask, but uh, if anything comes up while we're gone related to our families could a message be dispatched any any problems or troubles i well i just yeah um and uh i have capabilities and ways to get a message to you but uh, i think this will be uh an important little thing and he 
gestures at the door, and just as he gestures, the door is open, and Lolly Bunsen comes in carrying some parcels. And she says, All right, we have gifts for y'all. Things that we think might help you on your journey. Now don't all rush over at once. And she kind of smiles. Um, and she hands each of you a little parcel. Um, and on the parcels, you see, well, there's a sending stone on your parcel. And Aloysius uh, taps his desk. And you see a little glowing thing appear. And you hear him say, both in front of you and also from the sending stone, we can use these. Oh, so that's how you'll how we'll get orders and all that stuff and and communicate. That's that's all like the the, the tales of heroes I've been hear, hearing all about. <sighs> yeah, these will do nicely. Yeah, um, but yeah, of course, if if something happens, we will let you know as soon as we know. But we are hoping that nothing does, and the grub tongues either take the bait or maybe they let it go. Either way, we do feel confident that your families will be protected. And um, as you open the package, or packages, each of you receives a special item. Uh, this might help you on your quest. Uh, Miss Lonlin, I think that you seem to be someone who's always alert for danger. I think you could maybe use something that give you a little bit of an edge on that. And... You open it and you feel it's like this heavy item and you open up the box, which is quite large, and there is a shield with an eye carved into it. Uh, and you oh. now have a sentinel shield. Oh, that's quite lovely. Oh! That. How'd that fit inside such a small oh. parcel? <laughs> is that like, like, uh, can you like break it down and like put it into like a small box or does it, like, does it fold out? <laughs> uh, that it's, got, it's got those those nice little um, uh, what's the the word for them? Those little uh, things that you put on doors. Um, hinges? Hinges? Yes, the hinges on the side, and you can lock them. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just guessing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just impressed that it fit in such a, in, in a parcel. It's, oh, that's just little, little it's just a a simple little parcel of holding. It's a minor enchantment that only lasts for about oh. ten minutes. But Very clever. Yeah, it's it's a great way to uh, to make something big seem small or something small seem a lot Do bigger have... and heavier. Oh, never mind. We'll fight our own. No, oh, no. What's up? Please. Oh, I was going to say. I mean, it seems like a useful uh, useful thing. If you have any spare ones lying around, I'm certain we could use them. Uh, and he'll look towards Miss Bunsen and Lolly Bunsen says, "Well, uh, you should do them kind of." at the time but you know I could I can make you one I can make you one but as soon as you put something in it that 10 minute clock starts counting oh that's quite alright Salem uh, takes a long sip looks around <laughs> for a second and nods I'm pretty confident this group can figure out something to do with it can you fit a person <laughs> in it uh no unfortunately uh, well I mean you could but they'd be if mighty they, uncomfortable if they would if they were small would it be easier Oh, if they could hold their breath, it'd be the easiest. Hmm. It, this one doesn't really have any breathability. Cricket, what's your lung capacity like? 
that's an odd question to ask. Um, but uh, it's about a minute. I only have a little bit. All right. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. But uh, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes. One would be lovely. Uh, of course. Um, and they turn to you, Salem, and they say, "And Salem, we understand that you are quick on your feet and potentially the most sneaky of the group." I think these might come in handy, and if I do say so, I think they might very much, very nicely complement your attire. And you open up your package, and it's a shoebox-sized package. And when you open it, you see a beautiful set of like soft green suede shoes that are incredibly soft and supple. And uh, they say. As you walk with uh, with these on, no one's going to hear you. Some boots of elven kind for you. Ooh. Ah, these are lovely. And the color. Mm. It's perfect. I have just the wig to go with it. Oh, good. We don't, we don't have to leave right away, do we? We will probably have you leave him pretty soon, but um, you'll have a quick chance to, uh, to say bye or whatever you need to do, but we'll be leaving oh, just, by... I meant to get, my, to get my wig. It's, oh, no, yeah. That's, that's all I need. Okay, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Perfect. 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 Um, they turn to you, Cricket, and you've got a long uh, parcel. It's about, like, four feet long, but it's only about, like, three inches kind of width and height. And uh, they say, Now, I know that you can move fast, Sometimes you need something to stop really quickly. And as you open it, you see just this quite beautifully carved rod with a button at one end. And you oh, have a movable rod. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. That's not the right voice. <laughs> when I get excited, my Kieran comes out. <laughs> and uh, Lisette, they turn to you and say now Lisette I know that these new powers of yours are sometimes strange and that there are limits to how many times you can use them this might be something useful and the package that you've been given is actually very small Um, and as you open it you see a little necklace just a, a leather cord and there is a single pearl on the end of the necklace and you have a pearl of power. Uh, so you can now use an action to regain one of your spell slots. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> the warlock's dream right there. <laughs> also, I, I, I might have just been screaming, but did we actually say what I got uh, for everyone to hear? I, I think you were screaming. I... <laughs> okay. You, I've been reading about this kind of thing. It's, a, it's an immovable rod, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Very Oh, my useful. God. Uh, I'm just going to, to leap uh, as high as I... How, how, how high is this area? Uh, this area, it's about a 20-foot tall ceiling. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm just 
double checking what I okay. So I'm gonna jump apparently yeah, I'm gonna jump up ten feet in the air because <laughs> I have the boots of striding and springing here. Uh, and I'm mid air at the height of my apex, I'm going to click the button of the um, the immovable rod. And Mr. McGuffin just slowly Oh, very well done. Very, very, very well done. Perfect demonstration. Um and uh he will look towards Miss Bunsen and say Miss Bunsen, do you want to add a little weight? Uh, and she will say, right oh, boss. And she'll just like kind of lumber towards you and pick up a little bit of speed and jump up and grab onto your ankles and like hold on and add a whole bunch of weight to you. But the immovable rod itself doesn't move. Oh, <laughs> at this point, I probably fall off and I'm just holding on for dear life. Okay, then. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, this is a really cool item. Do you mind letting go of me now, please? And she lets go of you. Uh, Thank and you. Just, yeah. Ah, I apologize. And gives you a little tap, and uh, you feel a little bit of like pain flood your body away, or pain flood away from your body. Leave okay, your. Okay, I was gonna be like, ouch! Just inflict wounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, perfect. Um, so. They give you these gifts. They tell you the plan of how they're going to get you out and, or rather of how they're going to try to like distract as you leave. And they tell you that they're going to, that the uh, train upon which you're going to ride is going to leave in six hours. There is a chance for you to do anything or we can just cut right to the train. I would personally like to go see, um, Ebium. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely visit Ebium and uh, it's getting late in the evening. It's about seven o'clock or so by the time you visit Ebium. Um, but she says, Oh, little brother. Uh, she is not at home right now. She's actually at her, her day job and she's just kind of finishing up her, her job as you go and visit her. Uh, hey, Abby. Um, I just wanted to kind of say thank you for, for coming to visit me a while back. I know it's, we don't often get a chance to see each other very often. Um, yeah. Of course. It was it was lovely to see you, little brother. Yeah. I, I should have come to see you a few days ago, but um, I was... Um, my adventure group's doing really well. Uh, I'm fitting in. It's pretty awesome. But uh, we are having some unattended consequences and uh, we're going to be heading out for a little while. I just want you to know that I'm doing okay and things are are getting better. Uh, She, when you say this, she smiles at you and says, I'm really glad to hear that, little bro. Did, uh... Did the... Water damage ever get fixed? At that one place? No, uh, actually, yeah. Uh, wait. I'm trying to figure out w- which lie we're going off of right now. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> I yes, she... no, I, I fixed the water... Sorry. Some, uh, a plumber came in and fixed the water damage. So you'll, you're good to, uh, to use it, the place again. Oh, all right. Well, until that three is... weeks come, and then then some more water oh. damage might happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not a very reliable plumber. 
then. No, yeah, they they did their best, but uh, apparently turtles keep coming out of the the, the 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 shells or whatever. Turtles, wow, okay, turtles coming out of their shells. Well, not sorry, maybe not the shells, but like sorry, turtles with the shells are coming out of the pipes. You you know. Oh yeah, of course. Yes, it's it's a zoo, and I think that's of course understandable. And I mean, a plumber can only fix things so much before the turtles come back. Exactly. Just looks kind of wryly at you. You're going away for three weeks? She gets kind of serious as she says it? Yeah. That's the plan, at least. Do you, uh... Do you think you could... Do you think you could drop a note to Mum before you go? Um, it would sure make my life a lot easier. And, and I, I know she'd like it. Okay. I haven't really talked to her in a long time. Um, I know. And I'm trying to hint you, talk to your freaking mother. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Just just drop her a note. Even just, doesn't have to say where you're doing or where you're going. Just let her know you're thinking about her. I'll, I'll do that. All right? Yeah. I'll do that. Right. Also, um, if you happen to come across any itching powder... Latrian, he's got, he's got a new girlfriend, and he is just so freaking annoying. And if you have anything that I could use to, well, just spice up his life a little. Oh, I see what you. Okay, I I yeah. see you put him down. You know what? Yeah, I can organize a little prank before I go. So uh, have fun with the aftermath. Is all I'm saying. I very much intend to. Perfect. All right. Uh, love you, sis. You have a good time. I'm going to quickly go say hi to, hi to my ma, uh, or at least give her the note, um, and I'll do that prank thing. <laughs> and she'll clap and say, sometimes I really do love you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Perfect. Um yeah, you can absolutely leave a note for your mom or say hi to her, whichever you would like. Um, I think Cricket's probably a little too nervous about, about um, seeing his mother right now. So he'd probably like go find a tree uh, nearby uh, her room or one of her rooms that she's in and then slide a note underneath the windowsill and then okay. fly away, uh, jump away. All right. Yeah, um, perfect. And uh, who would, would anybody else like to do anything before... You guys head out. Salem uh, will grab one of their wigs to go along with the new shoes. Uh, change up their outfit to better accommodate the chill that they're expected to deal with. But would also like to quickly slip a note under, uh, in, well, into their sister's room. And I will, I'll send you that note later, Marcus. No rush. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, you're easily able to do so. You know the way around this house and your parents' schedules and everything, you're very easy to for you to slip in, slip a note under, and slip out without being seen. Um, I'm actually going to... Uh, Lizette's going to, like, approach Cricket. Um, so, uh, you are very well-dressed. You seem like you know your way around clothing. Um, I have no clothes, if you couldn't tell by the fact that I've been wearing the same sweater since we met. 
and I don't think that the holes are conducive to the cold. Would you know anywhere that I could get a, a jacket or at least some a new skirt? And so you're talking to to Cricket? Oh, sorry, not, not Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't think you <laughs> you could ask for Cricket's fashion advice, but <laughs> yeah, of I, I read Cricket on the screen, and I was like, my brain just <laughs> short circuited. Salem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Salem. Salem would be happy to. As a matter of fact, they've got an expensive uh, closet of their own. How tall is is Lizette? Lizette's about five seven, five eight. Uh, well, Salem is an inch taller. Um, and how <laughs> uh, what, how heavy does Lizette look? Uh, Lizette hasn't really eaten in a year, so very. <laughs> Very gaunt. <laughs> gaunt? Okay, well, it's good that Salem has some tight-fitting clothes. Uh, well, to save you the, the struggle, why don't you come and take a look? That way you can try on whatever you like, keep it, consider it my gift to you. Oh, well, that's... I've got more than I need anyways, and I'm due for a refresh. That's rather kind of you. Of course. I mean, it's not a problem at all. Salem will uh, will take Lizette to... Oh... I guess, yeah. Mm, yeah, no, Salem will take Lizette uh, back to their place. And uh, we'll... Mm, yeah, I, yeah, Salem will do that. Uh, uh, Salem, Salem considers it for about a, like a, a second before making that decision. Craig considers it for a second longer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Salem will take Lizette back. Uh, it's, it's like a fastidiously tidy place in spite of Salem's... Uh, rather untidy demeanor uh but the closet is ridiculous it's it's decidedly much larger than it needs to be it looks like salem has knocked down some walls <laughs> and the closet and there there are just racks upon racks of clothing um of of all sorts trench coats and jackets and skirts and leggings and sweaters and uh, scarves and hats and shoes and boots and wigs many wigs oh wow you have quite the closet. It's definitely more than I even had before. I lost everything. <laughs> um, do you have anything uh, green? Oh, yes, absolutely. I love green. Yes, here, one second. I've got this one. And uh, Salem hefts it for a moment. He considers it. Uh, it's... Hmm. It's like a green turtleneck sweater, uh, and it's it looks very well worn and comfy, still clean, fastidiously so, um, and a, a little bit smaller. Uh, it it looks perfect. I, I promise I'll take much better care of it than I have my own. Oh, nothing, no problem. Like I said, I'm due for a refresh, anyways, and hey. It sounds like you've been through a lot. If I can put a, put some clothes on your back and help you out, then happy to. Why don't you take that and... Hmm. What would go with that? Okay. I've got these, uh, these leggings, and we can put a skirt over top of it. And... Mm, ooh. Salem uh, looks over at Lizette's hair, which is fucking wild, right? It's like oh. crazy. <laughs> Okay, Salem will find a headband. Like a, 
one of those like flapper headbands with a with a feather in it, and hold it up and consider it for a second. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe this. Oh yeah, I know what I've. Okay, you you put some of that on, and I'll be right back. All right. Um. There, there's if you if you can name it, you can probably find something analogous to it, if not it, within Salem's closet. <laughs> All right. Um, Lisette is like very much out of her element, but also like like getting back into the groove of dressing herself. Um, and puts on the the leggings and the turtleneck and the the, the headband. All right. Uh, so I, I uh, Salem took the headband with them. Oh. Uh, and when they come back, the, the headband has got a multitude of like raven's feathers in it. And uh, Salem presents it like uh, like they're presenting a crown. I think this is more to your taste. It's lovely. Um, where did the feathers come from? They're um, a calling card. Okay. You know, when, uh, when you uh, leave things behind for people who matter, right? I've, just, I've got a bunch of them lying about, so I figured oh, they'll look better on you than they will on windowsills. And if we're leaving town for a month or two, then I won't need them for, for a while anyways. Oh, I, I can't thank you enough. Of course. And why don't we pair all of that with... Uh, you don't have a bag. You know what? We can get you. We can get you a scroll case. And uh, Salem will find a, a nice tote bag, a nice little messenger bag, uh, with all sorts of purple and uh, and black embroidery all over it, uh, and and finish off the outfit with that bag. So it's not like an NRPR tote bag, like not a New Republic of Public Radio tote bag or anything. It's like a nice fancy tote bag. Absolutely. It's like a, a nice bag. Uh, it's it's definitely much fancier than that. It's a it's a leather bag, uh, and it's got some lovely arcane-looking embroidery all over it. Feel free to dazzle that with whatever feathers or pins or whatever suits your fancy, or books or uh, uh, arcane sigils or uh, strange collections of things. You know, I, I find a good bag is always useful. I like pockets, too. Salem ruffles their jacket, but... Uh, I bags are just you know you can carry so many more things and in a pinch they make excellent uh, excellent cudgels too. Yes, I mean it's, it's definitely an improvement from just carrying everything in my hands like I've been doing the past while. I used to have a quite nice bag, but I left it somewhere. Oh well, then we'll have to get, help you get to help you get that back when we have some time. But uh, for now, I think this one should make a suitable replacement. If not a perfect one, then at least better than nothing, right? It's fantastic. It's it's amazing. It's... Thank oh, you. I don't... It's nothing, Lizette. I'm just glad I could help. Do you... Do you want a, a jacket, maybe, to go with that sweater? Oh, uh, sh- sure. If that's right. a reasonable thing to ask of... Oh, gosh. Of course, no, it's, of, of course, it's fine. We're going to a cold place. We, we don't want you to freeze. I mean, you don't look like you've got uh, much more to lose. But <laughs> just a, a glance up and down. And, I mean, 
I'm not sure where all your blood's gone, but uh, we don't want the rest of it to freeze. So let's get you a nice warm jacket. And do you want something longer, shorter? Um, longer, preferably. Longer. All right. Well then, Salem will take out uh, a long fur-lined jacket. It looks like sort of like a um, like a mink pelt on the top, and uh, gracefully pass it over towards Lizette. This one I think will do just fine. Fits like a glove. I, again, I, I I'll I'll repay you somehow. I don't have quite a lot on me, but if you ever need, I guess. Look, just just keep an eye on the rest of them for me. All right, I'm, you know, that. I feel pretty confident that I can get out of a scrape if I'm stuck in it. And I think the same of the rest of you, honestly, but I just don't want to lose anybody while we're there. It's happened before, and I don't want it to happen again. No more thunder. Promise. Uh, well, you know, the thunder's fine. It's just maybe make sure that it's not going to uh, hit our heads as well uh, my skull's a little bit sensitive i took a tumble as a child so i'll give you a heads up next time so you can plug your ears yes perfect that'll do lovely now let's get on back and uh maybe along the way we'll pick you up a nice pair of gloves that'd be fantastic of course salem will tuck some coins into their uh, their own pockets and uh we'll lead lizette back and, and stop to find some gloves along the way perfect um, and Lonlin, would you like to do anything? Uh, yeah, Lonlin's gonna go home, uh, like, get some clothes and stuff, uh, empty out her fridge, which is, like, packed full of, like, proteins <laughs> and, like, vegetables. So, like, she's clearing her fridge out, um, she's gonna write a note to her dad, um, just because I, she, she can't really face him and not be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> lying to your face kind of thing, and... Uh, just leave him, like, drop him off a note just saying um, something really generic kind of along the lines of, oh, I'm going on a mission. I'm going to be away for almost a month, so don't worry. I'm okay. I will see you in a little bit kind of thing. And um, that's probably all she's going to do. Perfect. Um, all right. So I think with that, the four of you reconvene. Um You've been told to meet at the train station at 11.30. Your train leaves at 12. You've all been given um, a sack with 200 gold each uh, just for expenses. This is kind of like your per diem and any kind of expenses. It's not expected that you need to spend all of it, but you definitely have 200 gold to do with as you need. I would say as well, like you can also grab any warm clothes that you would like. You know that Bleak Spire is a desolate, cold place. And so I think like knowing that you can obviously just have like warm clothes with you. Um, and if you don't have anything, MacGuffins is happy to provide something uh, just basic and generic warm clothes. You board the train. Um, you're in. It's a it's a sleeper train. So you are given one room altogether. And as it begins chugging away, you watch as the city of New Republica fades into the distance behind you. And as it does, 
you feel this sense of excitement and dread as you move on to a new adventure. And amongst all of this, there is always that worry of what are you leaving behind as you move off into the distance. And we're going to end our session there. Aww. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <Woo>. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Salem gets to practice fashion is an excellent session. next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What will our intrepid adventurers find in Bleak Spire? Will the Grub Tongue see through the deception of Aloysius McGuffin and Miss Bunsen? What mayhem will Cricket cause with an immovable rod? Tune in to find out! In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to learn the new swing dance sensation. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Dusick. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Emily White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs>